Hello, everyone, everywhere listening. Thank you and welcome to, wow, episode 207 of the Business of Life Masterclass podcast. So listeners, let's see, how important is it for you to be business savvy, creative, and a big contributor? Likely, you also feel the same way Barb and I do, that you want that all. You have that desire to be that way. And we hope so, because today's episode of the Business of Life Masterclass podcast is focused on the ability to layer and really grow in your life and in your life's work. So knowing that we're about to dive in, here's trusting you are ready to explore. How do you really approach that deepening of your learning while you're getting actionable tips? So hello again, everyone. It's Debbie Lundberg, Performance and Mindset Coach with Presenting Powerfully. Barb Zan here, media sales leader and founder of the lifestyle brand and blog, The Stay at Work Mom. Debbie, the idea of layering our learning with our purpose sure seems appealing. So I want to know, and I'm sure our listeners want to know as well, who is our guest that lives this approach? Absolutely, Barb. So She's a Tampa native, and you know that is not all that common for those of you who are in Tampa or have been listening for a long time. So as an assistant professor of instruction at the University of South Florida, go Bulls, as we like to say, she also serves as the director of the School of Marketing and Innovation Practice Center and faculty advisor for the USF American Marketing Association. She has been someone in my life for a long time, so I know she's an entrepreneur and a business leader for many years prior to entering academia, as well as she's been a contributor in the community, a real community leader. So as our guest was president of Leadership Tampa Bay class of 2016, and I think every class says they're the best class ever, uh, she and her husband, Tim, keep those Mm -hmm. connections really going and growing as they are owners of the Tampa Club. And so some of you may know the Tampa Club is perched 42 floors above Tampa in the heart of downtown and sits as Tampa's premier private business and social club with just outstanding views, drinks, food, everything. So she's thoughtful, creative, and she's our guest. So please welcome Lauren Jarrett. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here this morning. Welcome, Lauren. We are super excited to have you on finally, and you were invited on the Business of Life Masterclass podcast today because you're an expert in marketing and higher education, and the reason that's important for our listeners is we are all marketing ourselves and possibly even our businesses too, and additionally, you know, we might have an interest in pursuing higher education for sure, so glad you are here, and Since you have tuned into our podcast in a sentence or or more, what stood out that made you want to be on the Business of Life podcast show, please? Well, I have to tell you, I am so impressed at these morning routines that people have. I mean, truly. Um, It seems to be between 4.30 and 5.30 is the average wake-up time. I mean, I've heard everything from fireside chats to meditation to daily verses. I mean, it's it's really, really impressive. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. I uh, am not probably going to contribute to that um, morning routine uh, portion um, of things, but um, but I'll, I'll tell you about my morning routine. Well, thank you, Lauren, for sharing your insights into our show to help us get up, uh, you know, set us up for success 
But before that, and before Debbie gets into our podcast four, what is one thing that you are super excited about um, and how you're leading your life right now? Sure. So one of the things that I'm really proud of myself for and how I'm leading my life is that every week now I am doing something that I used to have a major fear of, and that is public speaking. I mean, so when I was in college, I had such a fear of public speaking that I faked food poisoning to get out of um, get out of speaking to a class. I mean, this is a real story, terrible story, but it's the truth. And in my 20s, I even um, I said no to a number of opportunities that in hindsight were amazing because I was just scared of getting up on the stage or scared of being in front of the camera or something like that. And so, um, you know, over time I, I practiced it and I really worked hard to, to conquer it. And I mean, yesterday I spoke in front of 440 students to give you an idea. So, uh, you know, every semester now I speak in front of hundreds and hundreds of students. So I'm really excited and proud of myself for doing that. That is awesome. And I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners have that same fear. I know I do for sure. In fact, I'm nervous every time we start this podcast, just with the usually three or four. So I am glad that you are excited and welcome to a new aspect of our, our show that we just started in January, which is please share if you were to have walk up music for life, what would that be? So it would be by Matthew Walder and it's called Break My Stride. And it is, if you've heard that song, um, you know, the one that's like, ain't nobody gonna slow me down. So I'm a lovely singer. I'm really glad this is being recorded. Um, but, <laughs> but that would be my walk-on song. Ooh, okay. As soon as you said that walk-up music, I yeah. thought about ain't nobody gonna break my stride. And I thought to yeah. myself, don't sing either. But then I just did it too, Lauren. So here Thank we are. You. Thank you for singing with me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So now that we know that no one's going to break your stride, let's move into, and here you are public speaking, by the way. So thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that. We're moving on to the Business of Life Masterclass Podcast 4. And as you know, as a, as a listener, thank you for doing that. The four questions that we ask every guest for the insight, the inspiration, the thoughts. So are you ready, Lauren? I am. Let's do this. Okay. Number one, and you referenced it already. <laughs> what time do you get up in the morning and what is your morning routine that you believe gets your day started right? Sure. So um, let me caveat this, that I am in a life chapter right now where I have young children. And I'm sure a number of the listeners, um, you know, are either in that life chapter or they've been in that life chapter before so they can understand this. But um, so I get up every morning around probably averaging about 6.45 um, and I love sleep and I wish that I could be one of those people who didn't need sleep, but I'm just not that person. So I love sleep. So I uh, get up around 6.45. I will within probably about three minutes, it is pure chaos because I have three boys. Um, I will tell you, this is not um, something that I recommend for people to kick off your day, but that's just my reality. And so <clears throat> it's chaos. It's chaos for probably a good 25 minutes until 7.15 when I get them all out the door. 
that is when my morning routine starts for me because then I have quiet, I have some peace, I make sure to get my day really organized. I am a list maker. I have lists for professionally for a week, what exactly I want to accomplish in that week. I have daily lists on what I want to do, very, very organized. Um, and I'm a big advocate of eating the frog. And if somebody um, is not familiar with that, uh, essentially what it is, is doing the thing that maybe stresses you out the most, do it first thing so that you don't waste additional time um, stressing about it and thinking about it. Just, just get it done. And so um, for me, that's, that's how I really get my day going. I also like to listen to music um, when, I'm, when I'm showering or when I'm getting ready. Um, and then typically if I'm driving to work that day, um, I'll listen to a podcast or I will have a call. I really like to maximize my windshield time. Um, you know, I think that's kind of an untapped uh, source of time that a lot of people don't maximize. Well, Thanks for the the honesty and the vulnerability of Barb's probably shaking her head and and knowing about the chaos. And even though we implement and report back on everything, you know, having those three boys, that's honest. I mean, it's like you, you have that, you like your sleep. We really appreciate that straightforwardness. And then it sounded like, Lauren, you had two sections to it. It's that, okay, this is about the boys for the half an hour. And now 7.15, it rolls into your time and moving forward. So, and then, like you said, we have so many listeners and tracking age groups. Some will be in that soon or they're about to, and some have, and they'll, they'll relate. And some will laugh because they already have been. So yeah. thanks for that. Now, and we know what music it might be. So this is all good. So <laughs> what's something other than we're going to say the, the chaos to the calm, that morning routine that you have, that you believe that if people were to do it, Lauren, it would really set them up for that additional level of success. Barb sometimes calls this the special sauce or the extra umph. What would that be? I would say that it's self-awareness. Um, so for me in this past year, I've really made a concerted effort to become more self-aware. And so how I kind of word it is that I'm becoming becoming an archaeologist into myself and my own emotions. And so when something either, you know, I find myself frustrated, whether that's personally or professionally, instead of just I'm frustrated and maybe knee-jerk reacting, I kind of use that as a trigger to take a step back and see what is it that's really bothering me? What's that root cause? Um, because, because ultimately what I'm trying to do is to sort through my emotions and, and really understand what that issue is. Because for me, I'm, I'm a very logical person. So I have found that if I can understand things, then I can help to improve them. And so what I do is that I actually use my notes app and I will articulate kind of what's going on because it also helps me to find patterns in, you know, how I'm, how I'm feeling about things. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, I want to be myself, the best version of myself for those around me and my family. And so um, I read this um, it was actually a research paper, but it said that, you know, one way to control emotions is to think of them as things that you can hold rather than ways that you are, right? So it's kind of external of yourself. 
um, it's acknowledging that what you are feeling is, is real, but it also allows you to have more control over them to be able to reframe them and reappraise. Yeah. What a, what a terrific phrasing of the archeologist of your, your experiences and your emotions, Lauren, because I can't tell you that, I mean, you probably saw my smile, how many times in a week or a month that people will say, are people simply not self-aware? And we talk some about the difference in being self-aware and self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. And certainly your approach with verbalizing to your notes app and things like that, that's very much in that self-aware side of it, that it's impacting you, it's impacting others. So mm-hmm. that's really a really thoughtful way to look at that from that research paper, hold the emotion so that you're you're recognizing it, but you don't have to be experiencing it so heavily. Exactly. Okay. Well, certainly something new for our listeners, and we appreciate (laughs) that. So that takes us to the third question. So who or what in your life has been Mm -hmm. your biggest influence on your success and your continued focus on making your life to be the best you, as you just said, that you can be? And really importantly, what have you done with that influence, Lauren? So... There is a woman uh, named Annette who was actually my neighbor growing up. Um, I had no idea of the impact that she would have in my life, Um, but I was 12 when we met. We ended up um, working at the same company together when I was in my 20s and she was CFO and we just kind of bonded and had a great um, relationship to the point that, um, you know, we would grab lunch monthly when I was, when I was in my thirties uh, and she's just somebody that I could just chat with, bounce things off of. She was just a wonderful person and she always gave me great perspective on life. And so one of the things that she said that I, I've repeated many, many times and that I think of often is that she, she talks about in life, right? That you have, think of it as a stove. And you have four burners to the stove, right? And so one of the burners is life. One of them is family. One of them is health. One of them is friends. And, you know, if you have pots of water on them, right, you can't have all of them boiling over, right? And so you have to put some things on simmer at times. And so the reason that I think about that often is because if, if, one area of my life is on high, right? That I need to maybe turn another one down. And so it's just really given me great perspective, um, especially like like I had mentioned earlier, being in a chapter of life where I have young children, right? My family one is is a bit high, right? <laughs> and so um, and so, but it it also gives me long term perspective because I know in a number of years that one maybe won't be on high, and I can turn up other ones. Mm-hmm. And the visual of that, I mean, as soon as you said what Annette shared, I pictured it's it's funny as both of you know and a lot of our listeners know, Michael does the cooking, but I pictured. <laughs> him at the stove and these things on it. But then when you, as you were saying it, I'm like, wait a minute, he is one of those. (laughs) And what a wonderful way to think about not everything would, you'd never let everything boil over on your own stove. So don't let it in your life. So wonderful. And how, how terrific to recognize Annette. And I've heard you speak so highly of, of Annette many times. All right. Well, so Lauren, here we are at the fourth one already. So while our series and ultimately the master classes 
we'll focus on certainly the positive and you've given us a lot of positive insights. Is there something that you notice in society right now with your classes and in the community and the ownership of the Tampa Club that you say, if people would stop doing it, that would advance them? So I thought a lot about this. And the thing that I would say for people to not do is to not allow themselves to be bulldozed by really strong personalities. Because, you know, we have the the keyboard warriors who are, you know, eight foot tall and bulletproof, right? We have these really strong personalities um, that are out there. And we also have them sometimes in the workplace. And I know, you know, I've experienced that. And so, so my, my two cents on this is to, to not be bulldozed, to stick up for yourself. And I don't mean in some you know, uh, loud uh, way that is a direct response to maybe what's happening, but you know, with as you would say, Debbie, with direct kindness, right? And and I, the reason that I I bring this up and I say this is because as as I've looked back on my life, the things where I have either regret or frustration is when I didn't mm. stick up for myself, and so I look at it that by sticking up for yourself, you are doing it not only for your own self-worth to know that you're capable of of saying something, right, with direct kindness, but you're also doing it for the future of others to make that person maybe more aware of themselves because maybe they're not very self-aware. Mm-hmm. Setting the example, mm-hmm. and even if it makes you uncomfortable is what I'm hearing, it's well worth it because... Mm-hmm. If you know in your heart it's true, then you won't have regret by following through on that. So exactly, really wise counsel, and it's it. We appreciate how much you've given the thought to it and uh, and given us a lot to think about. So oh, thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you, Lauren. I am ready to take action. And some of the things that I wrote down from your your great tips. I love sleep, so I'm <laughs> and, and I have chaos in the morning too with my my guys, but I'm. To music in the morning. I, I love music. And I don't typically listen to that in my morning routine. So I'm going to find some time there. I am also a list maker, but I haven't thought about the weekly list. I have my three things. So I'm going to do that. And then use that note app to, to look at that, that root cause. I, I love that. And then he, in fact, I, I have pages of notes. So Debbie, your list might look a little bit different than mine, but are you willing to incorporate some of these or or talk about what you're going to do and we can share in maybe the next five to 10 days on our results that we did with Lauren's experiences and answers. You know, I will. Now I'm not, I'm not jumping on the sleep train and that's okay. (laughs) Cause I I knew sleep was coming up and I know both of you and that's all right. So what I've noted is I agree about the music in the morning. You know, I finish my workout and go into a Ted talk and, and so then after that, I, typically don't put on music until some later point or in the car. So I like that idea a lot. Also this, I use the notes app, but not for, for the checking in and the archeological dig on the emotions. And so certainly that's exciting to me to think about how am I processing through it? And, and definitely these others, I, I, I can't get away from the idea of when we incorporate that music. I mean, Lauren, you, you so proved it in what you said, you know, nobody's going to, going to keep you down and, and how that works. And that almost becomes a bit of that. If we're listening to this music and it's bringing us up, it just made me think 
Well, that's a really good way to, to set the tone. So yes, Barb, I am absolutely ready to do that. Great. So Lauren, if that was almost enough, I could use a, a lot more. But as we wrap up, what is an additional or final thought? We are coming up on our time. So if you could give us one single fact, maybe our listeners don't know, that would be great. You know, I did not prepare for this one, so I apologize. I <laughs> the, the chaos in the morning, I was getting ready, but um, so I'll just let us come to a close. It's okay. I'm ready with my song though. Sounds great. Well then, thank you. You gave us plenty. Lots. So sometimes, you know, other guests say that too. They're like, I got to say everything. So we appreciate it. So what is your walk-off music if you were to have it? Sure. So my um, former business partner, who is also uh, interviewed on this podcast, mm -hmm. Lisa Demi, she told me that I should use this song. And so um, the Alicia Keys, uh, This Girl is on Fire. All right. And you certainly are on fire. So thank you again. Please know, listeners, you can stay connected with Lauren Jarrett on, on LinkedIn under her name. So Lauren Jarrett will have the spelling there as well. And through the USF, Muma College of Business and the AMA USF too. You can follow Barb and me on Instagram and Facebook at the Business of Life Masterclass podcast. And I'm Debbie Lundberg, most everywhere, and certainly Barb is the stay-at-work mom. So if you like all of this, please rate us five stars because we're committed to bringing you guests like Lauren who are so thoughtful in their inspiration. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the Business of Life Masterclass, the podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Listen, choose, do. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.